Hello and welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. This is Matt. And I am Courtney. We are still pandemic learning. Oh, I don't yeah. think I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. No, so we can just go back to personalized learning. That's a fair point. Yeah. It's kind of assumed <laughs> at this point. But because everything's different, it's everything's changed now, and it's going to be different moving forward. Period. So we're we're just this is our new normal. So why call it pandemic learning? It's so we're we're back to personalized learning. And in this podcast, we talk about the do's and don'ts of personalized learning. <laughs> Yay, we're back. <laughs> so today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what to do. What? Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? As we record this, we are about a month out from some schools starting to uh, potentially have kids back and yeah. uh, maybe maybe or two months away. But Yeah, six to eight weeks. Yeah, I, w- I would say that's about right. I know some of some districts around the country, I saw an August 5th school date, mm-hmm. which is less than four weeks from now. But Right, I uh, think they're hoping to. I don't think that's normal. I, think I don't think that's normal, no. Yeah, I think they're hoping to get um, more some more instruction time. I don't even want to say it that way. They're hoping to right. get some more in-person learning in before uh, we inevitably have to go to full distance learning again. Yep. I think it's a plan that you need to plan for right now is we are going to have some uh, remote or distance learning, whatever that may look like, that's coming. And And you know what? I want to put in a big don't do right now. Oh, right off the bat. Right off the bat, a big old don't do. Do not be planning right now for a school open that looks just like it has every other year before. Do not do that. You don't need to because you know how that goes. Don't put your energy as a district, as a school, as a teacher into that. Do do, put your energy into thinking about how it can happen differently because the chances are it will have to happen differently. It would be awesome if that doesn't happen and you know you make these amazing plans for plans <laughs> for you know <laughs> for for something that does not look like all the time in person learning with all of your learners in front of you. That would be so great if suddenly everything changed and you were able, we were all able to go back to that. But you know what? Probably not gonna happen. Mm, Yep. And as we're gonna kind of get to, is that really what was best for learners anyway? And think of the new ways you've figured out how to do learning. You've become a better teacher anyway. So, okay, I just needed to say those two things. I think that's a a great way to put that, Courtney. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> right off the bat, you're going to drop the bombs. Yeah. Well, school is going to look different in the yeah. fall, uh, whether we like it or not. Uh, so, and most teachers, as I have been looking at Twitter the last few days and weeks, uh, they don't like it, obviously. But well, sure, it's changed. It, yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be different looking. So we have to prepare for the different looking because we are not as familiar with that. Uh, I think as we've right. discussed on some previous podcasts, this is a perfect opportunity to really think about 
what kids need yeah. and how we are going to deliver it to them. Right. And I yeah. think that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today. Yeah. So in some of the, the work I've been doing supporting curriculum directors and coaches and teachers, um, a question today in particular, actually, a question came up that was a very, the topic was persistent. Even if we kind of moved off and kind of went other places, it, it kept coming back. And so I thought we would talk about it a little bit. Um, okay. um, I will share what my, my um, external response was, as well as what my internal response was. Excellent. And, um, and then we'll go from there, because I think you also had a learning experience today that kind of goes with it in some ways. Yeah. So, hey, right? All right. So the question was that this, the request, I should say, I don't know if it was a question, but the request was that um, a person who is a curriculum leader really, 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 wants the research that shows what is best for learners in this situation as they go about planning what school will look like. Mm -hmm. So uh, my response was that, um, this is what I literally said. I said, I think we're living and doing that research right now. I think that's very fair. Yeah. I don't think you can go do a Google search or an Eric search or, or some other academic search and find what you're looking for. No, I think, I think what this, what this person is looking for the most is not the research behind online learning for online yeah. learning schools, for instance, because right. they will tell you all the research works and they, they they've yep. got it all figured out. Right. Uh, but I don't think we're going to that type of schooling system permanently right we we still right. want some type of in-person check-in that is not just about the learning right. uh that that it may be you know if you come to school one day a week or every two weeks or every month or something i think that's what this person is looking for it's like right what do i do best for first graders fifth graders yes. eighth graders yeah. high schoolers right and right they what, want kind of like sample yep schedules or like sample plans or yep. like, you know, if this is what your school is like, this is what you should. And it's not out there. No, no, I don't think there's been enough time for any of that in the past. No, uh, there certainly will be in the next few years. Yes. <laughs> because we're living it. We're, we're, yeah, we're living it. We're doing it. Yeah. So keep good notes, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? I, I think that in the spring when everybody was out, people came up with some great ideas and plans of how it all worked and what wasn't working, especially. Yeah. It's easy to point to the things that are working. Oh yeah. But I know teachers and administrators uh, just struggled hard with the kids that they couldn't reach. Right. And trying to figure out, okay, so how do I do that? What is their situation? Uh, what does it look like in their home life that yeah. school can be successful for those particular kids. And I think people came up with all kinds of great ideas. And, you know, one of my first suggestions is uh, keep doing that mm -hmm. because everybody is going to be in a much different place in two months than they were in the spring, because this hasn't really changed this pandemic. As we kind of mentioned at the top, uh, it ain't going away anytime soon. 
So we have to realize those facts of different home lives for, for different kids. And as people start going back to work or even worse, uh, people that start going back to work and then don't go back to work and then potentially go back to work, uh, parents are going to be just as much in flux as kids now. And right. we, need, we need to be aware of that when we're making these perfect schedules uh, that don't exist. Don't exist. Um, so that was my external answer. <laughs> what was your internal answer? My internal answer had a second part. Okay. That I did not feel was beneficial to the, the, the larger conversation to kind of lob out there. But um, this is a podcast and we get to say whatever we want. So, Got that right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my internal response was something along the lines of, well, there's a lot of work out there and research around, air quotes, what is best for learners. One point is that just about anyone who thinks that something is best for learners can find research to back up what they think is best for learners. Mm -hmm. So there's that. That's a good point. Um, another point is that when you take that body of research on the whole and you go to people who've done kind of like those, um, uh, what are they called? Macro, not macro studies. Like Marzano does it and Hattie did it. Oh yeah, we're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're kind of macro studies. We're macro so, studies? we're terrible at this. I know, yeah. we're, there's they, a word. They're synthesizing all of the studies that are out there yes. into yes. other studies. Let's call them okay. macro studies. We just made macro up a word. I don't, I don't think that's right, but, all right, so, <laughs> but macro studies, right? That <laughs> look at everything and synthesize and look for effect size and so on. So that, when you look at that research around air quotes of what's best for learners, um, you're gonna see that in most and many cases, what we were doing before COVID-19 hit is not what's best for learners. Mm. So if you were kind of hoping for uh, different answers or answers that tell you it's okay to just kind of do what we were doing, right? And kind of just plug it into the online world. Um, sorry, that's not what it, the research says. And yep. so no matter what, you have to think differently. <laughs> yep. And I can, I guess I can see why you kept that internal for now. I have a good filter. <laughs> I, I think it, but it needs to be said, right? right? That we've been saying this for, for years and, you know, Hattie and Marzano have been saying this for years that you, if you organize how you deliver instruction differently, you will get uh, better results. Right. Uh, we can't yeah. do the same thing we've done for the last 140 no. years. No, it needs can't. to be different. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that, and then further, so like a, another point that I've since, because I do this thing that a lot of people probably do like replay conversations, like yeah, it's something I'm working on, but uh, so I've been <laughs> replaying that whole moment, thinking of other things I could have said, right? And so um, <laughs> other, so another point is that, well, there are some super basics of what we do know is best for learners that doesn't change depending on what the learning situation is. Okay. Or don't change, right? Like number one, relationships. Mm -hmm. Having respectful, caring relationships 
between learners and learning facilitators or teachers uh, is ultra key mm -hmm. for any kind of learning. And that can happen in an online space, that can happen in a physical space, that can happen in a hybrid space, and it can go wrong in an online space, a physical space, or a hybrid space. Yeah, I think, I think it may, people tend to want to develop those relationships in person, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But if we don't have that option, then I think a lot of teachers are asking, how do I build relationships with potentially new learners yeah. online or in a hybrid situation? Which yeah. I think is a totally valid question. Oh, it's, it's a valid question. Yeah. yeah. It's just, uh, my, my point is just like, it's the underlying principles of what's best for yep. learners don't change. Agreed. It's just like the, the methods and sometimes the methods and the strategies you, you, you use are still the same. Right. Some of them are very different, but a lot of it is still, so that's one. So another one that I think is huge, really like the two that, all right, three, so that I would totally kind of focus on um, is engagement. You know, when learners are engaged in learning that is relevant and interesting and sparks curiosity and gives them room for autonomy, that's what's best for them. That can happen in an online environment, a physical mm -hmm. environment, in-person environment, or hybrid, and it can go wrong in all three, too. Um, and then so the last one, which kind of relates to this and which gets to kind of your learning today is... Um, so the last bullet I'll put out there for what's best for learners is meeting them in their zone of proximal development. Yep. I think that is one of the things we miss the most. Yeah. And uh, relating that to, to the learning that I had today, I attended a, a webinar on what scheduling looks like. Right. And it was, it was really well done uh, trying to organize kids and how do you do that? Uh, but one of the, the biggest and just I had to like start typing this into a chat with you as soon as I heard it so I wouldn't forget exactly what she said. And it said somewhere in your school, a teacher is teaching what your kid needs. Mm. And I just thought that was that's like the quote when we talk about personalized learning is that yeah. if, if your kid is in a classroom or an online environment or whatever it looks like, if you're if your kid is in with a teacher and your kid doesn't necessarily need that for one reason or another, then why are they there? Right. And why isn't the school providing a way for that kid to get there? And now we talk about organizing kids into what they actually need, which means identifying standards and assessing kids and really putting them, as you just said, in their zone of proximal development yep. where it's a challenge, but it's not over their head. And it's not too easy. Right. It's right where they need to be. And yeah. if we can organize those classrooms, whatever the classrooms look like, whether they're online or in person, yeah. to meet those needs, yeah. then it's, it's easier for the teacher, not harder. Because you don't have those multiple groups right. on like a 20-person Zoom meeting, for instance. Right. Uh, you don't have to teach all of these different things that your kids need because in a, in a personalized environment, uh, they're all in the same place because that's how you've organized them. And I when they, it. when they yeah. ready to move on, they move on. Right. I wonder if, if we stop using the term classroom, if that helps. 
explain that a little bit more. So when you said, you just said something to the, along the lines of like, in, uh, you know, instead of having, or like having all these kids in the classroom. Yep. And that just, so like the word classroom, I think automatically triggers this picture, right? Mm -hmm. the, the desks, all the kids, uh, there's the kid who's, you know, messing off. There's the kid who's constantly raising their hand. This is the kid that, you know, like we, we fill in that, uh, that schema, if you will, of uh, a classroom full of learners, right? Okay. But that's what we're trying to push back against because we know that that doesn't work very well for every learner. And I think that also that word classroom implies ownership for a teacher or responsibility mm -hmm. over a set of individuals. Um, but if we say something like learning groups, I think that just opens the thinking up a little more. Well, what do you mean by learning groups? Well, a group of kids that work together for a certain amount of time on a particular understanding or skill because that's what they need. I like that. What if, you know, what if we just didn't, if we just stopped using the word classrooms this, this coming school year? You're not, this is not your class, right? This is your learning group. This is your advisory group or your homeroom group, or this is your community group, but these are your learning groups. This is your math learning group. I really like that. I do too. Anytime we say classroom from this moment on, I'm just going to edit it out. Nice. <laughs> I think that's a great way to put it, especially when you just said, uh, about advisory groups and home groups, homeroom groups. We already talk mm -hmm. that way. Yeah. You, you don't talk about your advisory classroom. No, but your we talk home about room our math classroom, class. but you talk about math class. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. And uh, yeah, we're going to lay down that gauntlet right now. Gauntlet laid down. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a, a great way to, to end this one. Uh, laying down gauntlets. Uh, so we had a bomb dropped at the beginning and then uh, and a gauntlet laid down gauntlet at the end thrown at the end what an episode mache <laughs> i think we have done well with all of this one today <laughs> uh as always if you want to get in touch with us about anything uh just google plearn mc and you'll find all of our wonderfulness it's the only thing that comes up is, is us so uh, which is great. And uh, we'll be back soon with some more talking about uh, personalized learning with Matt and yeah. Courtney. That's right. Hey, guys. Hey, y'all. Hey, folks. Should stop using the word guys, by the way. I'm working very hard at that. Um, it's summer, so give us a break. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Another gauntlet. We might not put one out every week, and that's okay. That is okay. Uh, we'll get there. Uh, we'll do this one we can. Yeah, right. Talk to you soon.